Make right. sure Twitch is up. Okay, yeah, I got, got both bottles of sangria right here. So I'll get the guy. Hmm. All right. We'll let like the broadcast is up. Yeah. This is like we're good. Hmm. Uh, yeah, we're good on that end. Yeah, we're good on both ends. So you guys, if you're listening, you can catch us on Twitch or you can catch us on YouTube. This is a special episode of First and Friend Race, not necessarily in the order that we normally do it. This would be episode 107, but since it's the 31st of December, I just said just put it in the, the year in review. We'll talk about some things that happened this year um, sports-wise, starting with January, anything that comes to any of our minds, and also the chat, definitely, whatever comes to your guys' mind, something that we may miss, we could discuss that as well. Also, I got a lot of things that are... Um, I ain't gonna say a lot. I got a few things that I want to um, fix uh, as far as the podcast and getting things a little bit more streamlined for uh, 2020. And I think it's just going to work out for everybody who's listening. Main thing is, it's just getting it a little bit more accessible to everybody as far as um, I'm working on getting this on Google Podcasts. And um, I'm still waiting for Spotify to tell you something, but they haven't said anything yet, so I may just resubmit the podcast to yeah, them. That's been a while. Yeah, it's been a long time, and they haven't done anything. You know, that Stitcher, Podbeam. I'm trying to go to, like, maybe seven different avenues, but we'll, we'll get into that as well. Um, we didn't have a podcast since prior to Christmas, so um, I know it may be a, a lot to, that has gone on between us three. Um, I guess we can just go with the intros with that um bills uh what's been going on with you for the past couple weeks um honestly mostly the same i mean i've been just working on my music um doing a lot of covers and all that uh got rid of my video games pretty much every single one every single console everything apex um, you know, I'm not calling. I'm, I'm not calling it the devil, but you know, um, I did get rid of them. I feel like they're a bit of a distraction. Um, there were some things I could have accomplished this year that I feel like maybe video games took a little bit too much of my time. Um, you know, and with the new consoles coming next year, I'm really not missing anything. So, uh, I'll take this next, however many months, and get my career together. And I much rather have a label meeting than oh, look at me, I have an Xbox One X. So, hmm. yeah. some people can take notes. Right, I, I'm seriously thinking about playing The Last of Us Two and getting rid of my PlayStation Four. I mean, my really? and, and my Xbox. Yeah, seriously, I'm like, hmm. since I rebuilt this PC, I like have like no desire to even you know exclusives be damned. I just I just have no desire to play on any of those two particular consoles. Now, don't get me wrong, my other ones, the PlayStation Three, all the other ones I have. I still feel, you know, compelled to play them, and I have fun with them. But especially the Xbox, it's like, what what is it doing here at this point? You know, like I I had to redo my actual Windows Ten. So when I did that, my um my Xbox account actually started working on a new operating system. So now I got, you know, my Xbox Game pa- Ultimate Game Pass on my PC. So mm-hmm. I'm like. I'm looking at the play, and there's nothing against the actual consoles itself. I think they're great, but I just think when I look at my other consoles, these two consoles, like 
like I said before, prior to us, um, prior to us, uh, you know, really talking about this, I said this on the other episode. Like, I don't even look at these two consoles as consoles. They just they they, they don't feel. I don't feel that they have an identity, unlike their prior consoles. Like these just look like boxes, plain, plain boxes on it, that are with with a PC mechanism in them. It, it just don't feel like the other ones I have. So it's like I don't feel attached to them like I have the other ones. So. Once The Last of Us 2 come out, I'm going to probably stream that, beat that, and might just trade it in. I mean, King David, like, yeah, me and him talked about that on a, on Twitter. It's like, I just don't. So, I, I don't know. Maybe it'll change, but right now, I'm like, I'm with you as well, Bills. Like, the games, I, I, I'm, I'm, I see where you come from with the games, but I don't see where, you know, where I'm just going to stop gaming. I just don't see gaming in the future as far as consoles goes. I'm like, yeah, it's cool, but there's nothing there to pull me and, and, and keep me wanting to spend four or five, six hundred dollars on another box. I just don't see it. No, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's like, uh, you know, I just, I, I feel like I play video games at a time where I could be doing something more productive. And by going cold turkey on it, it's really a challenge for myself because I haven't ever gone a long period of time without playing video games. So if I could do that, then that's just another challenge I knocked down. And I can always come back to it, but it's just, you know, it's a challenge. And I have a lot that I could accomplish early on this year without, um, you know, having anything holding me back and taking up my time. So that's really, that's really the main thing for me. Right, right. I understand that. What's up with you, DJ? How you been this uh, past uh, holiday? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was I was actually happy. I don't know if I said this the last time, but I was happy that my air blockage cleared up, so I I can hear out both ears just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, then I started up a, a new workout program. I actually, it's it's quite interesting with the workout program that I'm trying to start up. It's more like whatever I feel like doing at that moment is what I do. I I've tried to set up workouts plan out workouts and they just like i've done this multiple times throughout this year last year and some change and it's just like you know what i don't follow a script i've never followed a script i remember when i tried to follow a script in a video i put out and bills was like that shit is not gonna work i literally told you that like <laughs> off rip i'm like bro it's not you so i'm i'm just going off the script as far, I think that's going to be the key going into 2020. Do not follow the script. Just go with what you want to do. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do whatever I feel like doing at any particular time. So being unpredictable is number is probably my only New Year's resolution that I have. So there you go. <laughs> I mean, it's, I have a couple of personal um, resolutions that I mean, there's no reason to talk about them on here. I mean, it's, it's totally way left from what we do here but um as far as gaming goes like i'm like really dedicated to the streaming thing and i'm I'm actually having fun people on twitter are actually interested in coming to my streams and um i'm i'm very you know thankful for that i didn't know that many people were still you know it's not a lot but i didn't know there was that many people still you know interested in looking at this form of football and like i've been streaming modern warfare 3 and you know, I ran through that game so fast when I when it first came out on PlayStation Three. I'm actually getting the time to enjoy it, and um, 
And I, I mean, I always thought it was a good game, but this it's it's probably like one of the last good Call of Duties. And um, I, I'm actually enjoying the campaign on that one. But nevertheless, like I'm I'm all in on that, and my and my resolution to that is definitely definitely more gaming. You know, it's like I mean, my schedule now is not as um hectic as it was this year. We went to a different schedule, so um I'll be off um. I'll be off on a little bit more weekends now, so it works out. So I'll be able to do more. And with my the streaming schedule I have, it, it just works out great. You know, I just I got I, I made a good balance for gaming when I don't want to stream, gaming when I do stream. I have a uh, a time to make videos so I can put videos up when I don't stream, and I also have time for you no know, baby and wife. So I, I it, it's working right now, and I hope it stays that way. Um, King David definitely he's one of my big um he's one of my big contributors to the stream and he always come through and he's really enjoying it. Uh Tadal 52 is another one. Super mm-hmm. Lion just followed Keisto 777. It's like just I've been getting a good bit of follows within the last three or four days. It's just been great. So as far as what I want to do is as far as my personal thing. Definitely, I'm just going to be doing more gaming and you know, all the other stuff. You know, like I said, it's just it's kind of irrelevant. Maybe I'll talk to you guys about it behind the scenes. But, I mean, it's nothing drastic like, oh, my God, he's losing weight. No, it's nothing like that. <laughs> you know, but um, 2019, um, uh, what's been going on? Uh, actually, what's been going on? But what has happened? What uh, has surprised us? What has disappointed us? Um, what has been expected? That's pretty much what we're going to do with the year in review. Last year, B5 was here, and we haven't seen B5 in about a month. I hope he's okay. Uh, I think he'd be back by now with San Francisco having the number one seed in the playoffs. Yeah, you would think, right? But, you know, he was with us on that episode, um, 2018 in review, but 2019, he's not, he's not here, so. Uh, hopefully he's fine. So um, maybe we may we may wind up getting NYK. I don't know. Maybe he'll just pop up out of nowhere like he usually does. Well, you know that. You know I don't. I don't even look forward to it. If it happens, it happens. But anyway, <laughs> um, not well, like he's going anywhere. Uh, I, yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go first. Like, um, I guess we'll start off with what has definitely um disappointed us in 2019. Um, really, um, I have two and uh I, I don't think you guys really know this person but I'm, I'm gonna just put it out there anyway um bob the best he's the offensive coordinator for georgia southern he was able to run an offense that went went really well in 2018 and basically start started calling bullshit plays that didn't work in 2019 and it cost us at least two games this year for georgia southern where we end up being seven and six, we could have easily been nine and four, and uh, and we could have won our bowl game if we would have just ran the plays that work for us, and works against a, a a defense that's not prepared for an offense like us. Um, it's, it's really disappointing to finish seven and six and didn't win our bowl. Um, I always expect at least eight wins, uh, eight wins in a bowl win. When it comes to Georgia Southern, when it was an FCS, I wanted us to be at least in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. it was kind of it was really disappointing, especially after the year we had last year when we went ten and three and won a bowl game. It was like that's basically that is Georgia Southern football. We 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 
really smash mouth. We run the ball. We mix it up with the pass. And our legacy has just always been winning games that way. And we've done it for over, you know, since the 80s. So I don't know what they're going to do. They decided to keep him on board for for next year. And I like the recruiting class coming in. But, I mean, we just can't be running option dives up the middle three times, in, you know, in a row. We, we have to do something different, especially with the talent that we have. The second thing that disappointed me is um, really is just the Falcons. I mean, they finally showed what they were capable of on the back end of the season. And uh, the first part of the season was just abysmal. I mean, you if you looked at the defense, the defense was horrible. And it, it, it really was disappointing. It was disappointing because they, they had – all the talent in the world to be where the Saints are right now. I mean, you see what they did to the Saints in New in New Orleans. Then when they actually decided to play football, you know, they shut them out without even them scoring a touchdown at home. That's very hard to do against the Saints. So the, the team has the talent, but you know, and that's another thing. They keep the quarter, keep the coach again. <sighs> I don't know. Maybe it'll be another seven and nine for twenty twenty. I'd be sitting right here talking about this again. So, those are my two things that has been disappointing to me in twenty nineteen. Um, I guess I'll let DJ go. Um, what are, What are your two things? <sighs> my two disappointments. Uh, pretty much the Washington Redskins. It's in a way, it's kind of automatic, and it's just the continuation of what. 2018 was 2017 and 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 even a whole freaking two decades prior <laughs> to this year so it's just like they've been a disappointment and i hope for 2020 that with the hiring of ron rivera as the head coach they now have jack del rios defensive coordinator and it looks like Daniel Snyder is just cleaning house. He's trying to find out who the leaks are in the organization. So he's sending out, he's like fooling people left and right. I hope that 2020 for the Redskins is way more competitive than it was for the 2010s and for the, you know, for the 2000s, ever since Daniel Snyder took over. Right. Uh, second disappointment. Um, I really... Honestly, I had a lot more to be happy about in DC sports. But if I wanted to say a second disappointment was the was pretty much the Caps getting beat in the first round by uh, Carolina uh, with the chance to defend uh, Stan- their Stanley Cup uh, championship. They lose in a heartbreaking loss, and I think it was Game Seven against the uh, Hurricanes. So I was disappointed that they weren't able to defend their title. And, of course, still congratulations to the St. Louis Blues who won a Stanley Cup uh, playoffs for the first time, just like we did the prior year. Mm-hmm. So I definitely expect better things from the Caps going into 2020. They look like they're doing good. They lost earlier today, but, you know, New Year's Eve, no one really cares at this point. So we'll see what happens. Okay, okay. What about you, DJ? I mean, damn. What about you, Bill? <laughs> um, I mean, I don't honestly, I don't, I don't have money because I don't really have expectations for these teams. Like, I mean, it doesn't, or, have, to players. It doesn't have to be necessarily sports, you know. Like, what caught you? Like, like, in, like, what, what disappointed you? To, I mean, even in gaming, you know, it's like, um, I mean, well, 
Here's one one disappointment I can say. I can say the NFL overall. Now, the reason I say that is not, and it's not even because of like the quality of football that we saw from the teams, but more so just the fact that this league continues to be plagued by shitty officiating and to me, clear rigging in certain situations. Um, and these refereeing mistakes have really just turned seasons on top of their heads. This is not just an NFL issue. You do know And it's right. not just an NFL I mean, issue you, either. You know, you know my Georgia Southern Eagles got flagged for just dancing in the, in the, at the end of the third quarter. There was that, but then the, the call that got the cornerback ejected in the Clemson game was another right. one. Right. That was like a complete, you know what I'm saying? So I could just say the overall. The, the, the non-catch. The non-catch. I could say in sports in general, 2019 has been – a disappointment. You could point to the Lions and Packers game. Hmm. Yeah, the Packers should have lost that game. You could point to um, last season when the Patriots were basically down against the Jaguars 14-3 in a bullshit pass interference call, basically kept them in the game until halftime. And then the second half, the Jaguars came out lethargic and it's just so many things with these referees, man. I don't even have to mention the Saints one. I mean, come on. So, yeah, I mean, matter of fact, that wasn't 2019, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. That was it. Was Jan- right, right, right. January 2019, late January. Right, right, right. Okay. Oh. And, and not only that, this is top it all off. I mean, the the fact that they changed the rules because of what happened to the Saints, and that rule itself mm-hmm. is has not been implemented well at all. It's been oh, just, God, it, it's been terrible. Horrible. That's yeah. another thing that's a disappointment. Like they can't even. There's no way they could have got that right anyway. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like rules. Thank you, how... Saints fans. Yeah, so it's <laughs> right. like it's like sports rules and how they are enforced is like my disappointment in general for 2019. And then the other one, honestly, I'm gonna say sports fans. I can't remember a worst year as far as like just looking at these fans that are either getting out of pocket at these football or basketball games or just the stupid shit they say on the internet where they just get so fucking homerish and just stupid. This has been a huge year for that. And it's even fleshed all the way over to the fucking on-air personalities of these shows for sports. And it's absolutely ridiculous. So that's another disappointment. I was thinking, well, it's 2019. Maybe people will wake the fuck up. But that didn't happen. I, You know, I can I get fans. I understand why they're dumb. I, I get it. So you you know you just have your average Joe that goes to work. He he wakes up on a Saturday or Sunday, and he's so passionate about his team, so passionate to the point where something happens, he'll say something stupid, and that'll trickle on after the game where he may still continue to say something stupid, and that trickles out throughout. The way. I, I get it. Fans aren't, but what what really bothers me is these analysts. Now I'm with you on that 100. Yeah. percent Like they're trying to make that mantra of, I want to be like that fan that trolls the crowd to get attention, and they say some of the stupidest, like Rick Camilla, for instance. Camilla oh, tried to God, what he yeah. said, what he said about Andrew Luck, about Andrew Luck, about him quitting, right, yeah. right, uh. stuff like that. You know, it's too many analysts are trying to to get that over the top hot take just to try to, you know. Get everybody, you know, looking at them in in a different light, so they can always go back to that person, or just you know, just to get that clout or attention. But that's what I'm saying. It's like it look at all the, work. 
Look at all the situations in 2019 we saw with fans. We saw Westbrook shove a fan. We saw another fan get out of pocket in Utah, and he threatened to beat him and his wife's ass. We had IT go into the stands. We had a Redskins fair player fight a fan. Wasn't there another incident that happened just not too long ago with a fan? Yeah, IT. Yeah, that was IT. Oh, that was IT. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Um, And it wasn't really much of an incident. It was just the fact that he went up to the stands because the, the fan was calling. Yeah. Was, was basically mad because he didn't miss the second free throw. He would have won a Frosty. You oh, had I'm like, even even yeah. when IT explained it, when you if you watch the video, it even seemed like it, it, it could be a Dave Chappelle sketch. The way he told it, and the way he yeah. sold, he sold, he sold the punchline of it. So it's like, so you know, to King David's point, even though you didn't follow me back on Twitter, but it's all good. Um, <laughs> to King David's point, the outrage culture, and it, it's with the athletes too, because you know you got the you got the athletes who get bullshit calls all week, and then they get to the Saturday game, and they're not getting their calls, James Harden. And, you know, they turn into, oh, I guess the league's just against me. And it's just, it's all just bullshit, bro. It's just over-emotional, don't know where your fucking place is. Just bullshit. That's that's really what it comes down to. I can't remember a time where there were more altercations with fans and players or fans and entertainers in general. I mean, it's just... That was my disappointment. That and just the way the rules were enforced. Nothing really on the field um, no, think, or on the it, court. It's just yeah, like off the court. Yeah, I think on the on the field, you know, even with the you know the can't touch receivers, can't touch quarterback rules in place in bat in football, you still got quality football in both college and NFL. I think I think the quality of the game is it turned out to be really good. Um, but basketball. I think the the quality is going down a bit, but it's still decent basketball to watch. So I'm- I would say, I would say, for me personally, the NBA hasn't brought anything to me yet that's like that was so insulting that I like I can't watch this shit anymore. But that penalty in that Texans and Ravens game, I was like, bro, I got to take a break. No, I mean, yeah, like, I mean that yeah. was fucking. Agreed. Now, of course, the NBA is probably saving all their bullshit up for the playoffs. We already know this, but it's just, I just like yeah. I think the problem with the NBA. I think the NBA is just the way that the offense is structured now. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes the game overall somewhat unwatchable. I mean, the quality is there. Like you see, the talent players are doing what they have to do to show off their talent, and they're playing basketball the way they know how. But I, I just think that behind the scenes, the way it's structured is like throw up threes. ISO ball, nobody's really moving the ball. It, it, it and it, it starting to show with the ratings. Like some people are like, okay, I, I need to see something more than just throwing up shots all the time. Well, the, the thing is about it, I think there are only a couple teams that are really like victims of that. The more I watch, because I have league pass, so I watch so much basketball now. It's like it's crazy. But yeah, there are only really a couple teams that are victims of not victims, but I should say that are you know actual offenders of Literally just, like, what the fuck are you doing with that shot selection? Right. I think, you know, the Rockets are like, you know, James Harden missed 20-something threes in a game. Uh, You know, and then you have the teams like um, the Hawks can jack them up. Uh, Yeah, they can. uh, The Suns, every now and then, they get a little 
trigger, trigger happy. happy. But yeah, I mean, overall, I think the brand of basketball, it seems like so many more players in the league are just skilled now. It's like it's such a it's such a more pleasing game to watch, like to the eye, especially when you start breaking down like the way defenders are, you know, funneling guys to certain spots on the floor and all the help defense. Um, principles that they have now. I, it's really interesting. It's not that football is bad. It's just the referees make it unwatchable. They, they, and yeah, the rules make it unwatchable at times. Right. The referees are really ruining football. Like, I ain't going to say they're ruining football overall, but they're, they're getting a little bit way too involved. Yeah. Um, let's look at some of the guys' uh, chat, uh, what they put in the chat, because uh, they, some people put in a pretty uh, pretty good things that we could talk about. Um, first of all, we can look at King David, and I know Bill's got something to say about this. So the Jags disappointed me greatly. I don't hate bringing Marone and Caldwell back. I do think Coughlin was the big problem. Fuck that guy. I mean, the Jaguars, is, the front office has just been abysmal this year. I, I don't... Tom Coughlin can suck a dick. Fuck <laughs> him. Matter, matter of fact, he needs to go crawl in a corner and fucking croak. Sorry. He, he's such an asshole. Like, I'm still on this. You find Leonard Fournette 100K because he was inactive and sitting on the fucking bench. Hey, they got to pay for AEW somehow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. That, 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 their owner shits out money every morning. He's just fine. <laughs> But no, it's like Tom Coughlin's been a cunt, and and no player that's played for him has ever had anything good to say about him. He's a fucking asshole. I, I can't say I'm glad he got fucking shit canned. Hmm. All right, this um, Ravens Nation also said there's too many rules today that has nothing to do with the actual game itself. That can go for both sides, NBA and NFL. I agree with that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I definitely hate the fact because looking at some of the old footage, you look at like wide receivers getting jacked up at the line and, you know, all the physicality. And it's just like you look at today's game and it's just like people are trying to avoid hits and they get hurt trying to avoid hits and they wind up hitting people in places that are more vulnerable than where they were hitting back in the day. So this is the thing. I I get that part about them avoiding hits and don't want to get hit and don't want to be like severely injured. But I don't like the fact that they kind of took away the jamming at the line. It's like that. I like that kind of physicality because it showed you what type of receiver you have. If if you have a receiver, like nowadays, if you have like a, a, a corner that really could jam a receiver, you can literally take a receiver out of the game nowadays mm-hmm. they, because receivers aren't built like that no more. See, in my opinion, like we all, all three of us play football, and mm-hmm. I think we can all agree. There are two ways you get hurt or make yourself more susceptible to being hurt in the football field. It, it, one, you hesitate, and two, you go half speed. Yep. So these days, yep. with all these different rules for point of contact and where you can hit guys, I think guys are getting hurt a lot more because they, they're they hesitant. They're yeah. not just running through the target the way we were taught anymore. Right. Now you can't do that. So I think that's really the issue when you look at all these injuries, man. The thing about it is even if you run through the target at the spots where they tell you you can hit – you still get flagged for that at times. Well, and yeah. also for the fact that you have players, like you aim for the target, but the player that you're targeting lowers his head. Yeah. Does, and, his and, head and gets the, involved, and it's like, okay. The defensive the, guy fought all of the a def- Yeah, the right. defensive guy already committed to a target, which was his chest. Guy lowers his head to brace for the hit, just like all players do when they're about to get hit. It, it's just like I always, I always stated that uh, – that the referees and the rules need to look at intent. 
Like yeah. if you lower your head to show the crown of your helmet, that's already in the rule books. Right. Right. So that's called spearing. They didn't need to create any other rules. Just say spearing. He's out of the game or whatever. But I'll take it to college. I think they need to stop ejecting kids on the first sign of it. They need to give them a It's like they give the NFL players a chance on, on sportsmen like conduct. They do it one time. It's a warning. They need to do the same thing with the kids just to, you know, in college. If they get hit with uh, targeting, just be like, look, you do that again, you're gone. Instead right. of right out the gate. I think more importantly, they need to better define what targeting is because based on the definition that they're giving, it doesn't make much sense on a football field. You know, everybody that has the, has the ball is a fucking target. Should be based I, I, on intent. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, it's like obviously like with targeting, you you know when it's one of those rules that you know when you see it. Yeah, of course. It's like because what they're trying to do is they're trying to know when you see it, plus actually be letter of the laws. Like that's why you get some of these plays that look like targeting when they're not, because they're trying to go to the letter of the law as well as you know when you see it. Like when you see it and you see a guy hits, you know, use his shoulder, but the way the guy reacts, you want to throw a flag, but you obviously y'all know it what it looks like. But see, that's the issue is the NFL picks and chooses when they want to use discretion. They want to you they want to do targeting and you know ejecting somebody from the game as letter of the law when that should be discretionary. And then other shit that should be letter of the law, they make discretionary. It's like on, it's oh, backwards. And plus, on top of that, they tell their officials if you don't know, just throw the flag. Yeah, it's better to be right. safe than sorry. I mean, I get, it, I get it, but when it comes to targeting, that's the problem. That, that and, 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 and on top of that, why you don't see that? Well, I, I digress because you see that a lot of pass interference. Never mind. Oh. <laughs> no, you, you see the it, it when in doubt, throw the flag. You see that a lot in pass interference. Yep. Well, now um, they can correct it, but like right, you said um, earlier, they just have it poorly implemented. Yeah, they got they got to implement it so bad that it does not need to come back in, you know, for next year. They, they, they need this they, is how they, they honestly, need to just leave it the way it was. No, this is how you fix it. Make it a challengeable offense, but only if it's called. If you if right. if the referee calls the, for pass interference, the then opposing team that it wasn't see, exactly was, that should be I, it. I, I can see that in a compromise situation, but my thing was pass interference. The call pass interference itself was really never a problem. It was just that one play in the Saints game that made it a problem. Because overall, we can see some tit for tat. We can see somebody hooking the arm. We can see some like, oh, they should have called that, but they didn't. But you never see nothing out outlandishly blatant like that call was. And that one call made it seem like all PI calls was like that. And that's the problem. Oh, I'm trying to see if anybody else. Uh, Ravens Nation said that all you have to do is stop watching sports shows. Uh, watch Skip it's not true. Skip, yeah, it's Skip not true. Shannon is just as bad. I'm gonna no, it, but it's not even that. It's the fact that if you're scrolling through YouTube, you still see the shit. It's not yeah. like you can avoid yeah, it. Yeah, it's the same thing. Matter of fact, right now, what's going on with... Uh, with the Redskins, a lot of the media surrounding it, trying to cover what's going on there. A lot of people being expo exposed. Pro floral at pro football. Uh, Mike has, uh Yeah, wherever his name is. Uh, <laughs> he's getting exposed now because he's. they've been reporting that one guy got fired when, in fact, the dude wasn't fired. 
and it was a false source that he that he went with another guy, local media guy. Um, I forgot the other guy's name, and um, he got exposed. So, yeah, he, well, see, this this is my issue with the, these sports shows. Most of them are one track. It's either you know, it's either LeBron or it's Cowboys. Now, what I will give Ravens Nation credit for, because with Skip and Shannon, when they do have a serious topic to talk about, you can get some knowledge from those two. Unlike, you know, First Take is like they, First Take is kind of like leaning towards the I'm the woke, stay woke crowd. Mm. But with Undisputed, you get both sides from the, from the story to where it's like you feel like you're getting an honest opinion but from the two. Like, Skip is going to tell you how he feels. Shannon's going to tell you how he feels, and and that's where it is. But you can look and tell, like when you watch first take, like with the Kaepernick situation or any other situation like that, you can tell when they're trying to cater to, you know, like pop culture or social media because they try to use that. They try to use what the um, the vibe or they're trying to tell you what the you know the tone of social media is, and they try to bring that into first take it's not mm-hmm. like that one disputed and that and that's one thing i will give ravens nation a leg up on but overall watching them i'm not going to say it's only first take and undisputed if there's other ones to watch that are actually good but it's not even just the debate shows it goes further than that it's just analysts in general you can watch college football live you can watch nfl live you can watch any of them it's just a lot of stupid shit being said with a bunch of agendas behind it and it goes to Twitter. It goes to any outlet that you can find it. It's just it's bullshit, and it's annoying. The be- I can second that whole. I can second that whole agenda that yeah. Bill's just mentioned because you look at um, commentators while they're commentating the game. Yep. They don't tell you like you clearly see all aspects of the play, but they only tell you the ones that they want you to like. If someone was just listening to it, they would. Someone would think that a play happened a certain way, but if you're watching the game and listening to them, it was like you're watching you're you're both watching the same play and have two different takes on how that play went about. And it's yeah. just like, why don't you just call the game that's being played on the field? Acknowledge that the guy lowered his head, so he he shouldn't have been flat. You know those type of situations. And I'll, I'll I, give you I'll give you an even better example. This is shit that I've noticed like. For years, and I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys notice this. You ever notice when you're watching, um, you ever notice when you're watching like a basketball game and they're commentating, and like a player who's not a superstar misses a shot, it might clang off the rim, and they're like, mm-hmm. Oh, that guy missed really bad. Now let LeBron or Stephen Curry hit the rim. Oh, just barely, he's off tonight. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's an agenda, oh. it's all agendas, bro. And then it kind of plays out with the players because that in that same token, LeBron, what, what was it uh, against the Clippers? He was like, everything was fine until I got need in the growing. I'm like, I'm but, not going. You know what? I, I'm not. I'm not going to go there with that one. That that that. that just. I was just like, Brian, dude, that was a bad look on LeBron he, because he, that was to me that was like, I'm like that was the regular season, but when he had that thing. Where when he after he lost the uh, the NBA Finals and they came out with like he broke his hand. 
Right. I'm like, come on, really? I think there was I think there was a lot more that LeBron could have pointed to without saying the groin that would have been a legitimate yeah, right, a, a legit, right, right. He, it could have been a legitimate gripe, but he talked about the groin. So like he could talk about the refs and their bullshit, but right. right. See, that's what, when I saw that, I was like, I didn't because even if we did a if we did an episode between our last one and that, I I really wouldn't want to talk about it because it's just no, to, yeah. me, to me, I just like LeBron, you're better than that. You're much yeah. better than that. that, and, and, that, that and I just left it at that. You know, And that's I mean? funny because that's the expectation I've always held him to. I remember I did a video way back when he was on the Miami Heat, that first uh, finals they went to, and how he just disappeared. And it's just like, look, I don't expect this man to disappear in the big moments, but that's what he was doing back then. Right. And then that all changed, and you don't hear me talking about him disappearing. Right, so right. Because, like, I mean, to be honest with you, like, he was if if he never bounced back from that, that would have been like a catastrophic career ender, in my opinion. But he did what he did. And me personally, I felt like the the championship in Cleveland is the defining moment in my eyes for him overall. But I think that'd be another discussion for another day. Well, he did promise him that, so he, yeah, I mean, he was able to fulfill it on yeah, the second said, like, trip around. When, when he came back and did that, I think that was a really you know that that me that me. For me, put him up there with amongst the greats, because that that's something that's bigger than just what you're doing on the court. You 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 really really made an impact in people's lives on the court and off the court. And I think that's when you look at sports and some of the goats, you really have to look at stuff like that. It's not just a James Harden situation where you're just putting up a bunch of stats and oh I'm the greatest. Look at all these numbers. Well, fuck, nobody cares about you to be honest. It's like we just see you play basketball. What have you done to transcend and change the game? You but know, like I, gotta, I said, but like I said, I, I think that's just another discussion for another day. I have a question. Um, you know, we we can get obviously into the year in review, but I also want to do a little bit of a like I have a couple questions about this decade. Um as it stands too when we get to that so okay um, um let, let's jump to the next one because we did we said what disappointed us we said mm-hmm. happy, we could do the next one is uh, what we thought is as expected um i'm not gonna go first this time you guys can pick which one which one if y'all want to go first i'll go first mm-hmm. well they're, they're two easy ones no 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 oh, wait a minute Stop. rules no fanboyism Cause I know what? what? Hold up! No, 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 no! Because you got in your disappointments, and one of them was about your Georgia Southern Eagles and, and your Atlanta Falcons. No, we we're, no, that, we're that, disregarding that, that, that rule. But, but let's be authentic, though. Be authentic. I am being authentic. Course, when you said you expected, I'm and, and I'm, I'm going to say I'm, those championships that came. Are they honestly expected, or you thought they was expected like when it was about to happen? I did not expect them to win. I didn't expect neither. Nobody thought the Nationals nor the Mystics were going to win a title this year. Okay. Nobody. You can go there. You can go there. Damn. You go. Jesus Christ. Just because Atlanta hasn't won anything in decades doesn't oh, mean. Oh, here we go. That has nothing to do with the other. Apparently, <laughs> because you used sense You knew go, where I was going. Go ahead, DJ. Anyway, so you had the Mystics bring home a championship. So it was the first of two championships that were brought home by a DC team, in which the second team. Clearly, out of nowhere, the Nationals taking taking on the Houston Astros and their uh, championship win in Game Seven in dramatic fashion, even though the score was six two, and which exposed the ha- the Astros <laughs> the Astros <laughs> the Astros for being the che- well that game didn't expose them for being cheaters, but 
people started looking at him. I was like, wait a minute. What happened in 2017? Oh, they were cheating in 2017. Well, they were also cheating this year, too. So, hey, cheaters never win. That lesson uh, still plays on. Those are my two. Um, I would... I would say the first one was my prediction about the Warriors dynasty pretty much being over. Um, yeah, but let, but what was it going to be over in this fashion though? Of, of course, it, come it, on it, now. The way you were dropping like flies, you can go back and look at look, what I was saying I, about I, him. I'm here with you eye to eye. Now I'm not saying that it, it, it shouldn't have been over. But who predicted the boys to fall off like that? Like everybody just got I hurt. Did. <laughs> I, no, here's what I was saying, and you could probably go back and find it on Facebook. What I was saying was similar to the Pistons in the '90s. When you go that deep in the playoffs that many times, that many years in a row, you got guys that are their egos are starting to get boosted, something crazy. You got the Draymond and KD fight, which happened sometime around what the beginning of this past year. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah. I, I knew it was imploding. I knew KD wasn't coming back, but more importantly, I knew the dynasty was just – it was over. I, I feel you on that. I felt like the dynasty was going to be done um, even when, you know, KD was leaving. But like I said, it, it was like – I told dudes they were going to be historically bad this year. I called it before the season started. Everybody like, it's preseason. I'm like, okay. I don't think that was going to – I don't think that would have been this bad if – Steph Curry was still playing. Is Steph, Steph Curry, Curry even coming back this year? Oh, Steph and Curry, way- he's trying to come back this year. And Clay, he's trying to come back, which I think they both need to sit down and just chill out. Wait a minute, is Curry's injury to his non-shooting hand that bad? I Because he heard it earlier in the year. I, I, I mean, I, earlier I in the season. Su- I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if. I would not be surprised if the way the season's going that they both do sit out. If they were wise, they would sit out because they don't want to play themselves out of lottery position. Don't play yourself out of lottery position. And not only that, I mean, some ultra competitive guys that want you know want to play the season. Now I get it, but bro, you, come you on. also got to think on the top of that they don't they technically don't have much to prove by coming back. Honestly. They don't. I mean, they don't. There were no expectations for them to compete this year, other than from them. Now yeah. I could see it. I could see like um, you never won a championship, or you know KD was still playing before you, or you know something along that line. I could see you coming back if you were in contention, but the way the things played out, I I mean, just go into twenty twenty and, and get ready for October next year. I mean, you know, just I don't I don't see what it is. Um, but yeah, so so the Warriors were one. And honestly, the other one for 2019 that I would say was uh, I I expected was um, I could say that I pretty much expected the Patriots and the Rams to end up in the Super Bowl that past season. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody kind of expected it, but usually the two teams that are the favorite somehow one figures out a way to not make it. Yeah, usually number one seeds don't. I mean, one number one seeds aren't guaranteed to the Super Bowl in most cases in, yeah. in, in the NFL. So for both of them to make it was um was really interesting. Um, um King David stole my thunder, but I, I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> <laughs> he did, but yeah. So those those are my two. Oh, um, mine are bothly, bothly. That's a good. Is that a word? I think I should put that in the dictionary. Those are definitely not a word. Hopefully. I mean, that is definitely not a word. I should say both of them. Oh, uh, what? What did you say, Bills? 
You said both of these. Hell no. What did you say when I said that? I said, both, I, said, I said those are not a word. I meant that is not a word. Oh, uh, I thought you made up a word, too. I was like, Damn, I'm about to roll. say it. I'm the one that's tipsy. <laughs> Bofully. Bofully. Yo, I need to see if I can get that in the Webster Dictionary. Anyway. No, you're not going to get it. <laughs> anyway. Kill all that. Anyway, uh, my two are related to gaming. Um, mine are related to gaming. Uh, as expected, I felt like the... um. The Xbox One and the PS4. The PS4 is just going to continuously dominate this year. And not only not just with sales. I'm just talking about games. Um, I didn't think the Xbox was going to have, you know, even with Gears 5 coming out, which I think is a phenomenal game. You look at all the things that PS4 came out with. With um, I think Days Gone came out this year. Um, wasn't that good of a game, but it was. No, good. it wasn't. But, I mean, it, it, it was one of those games that, the Xbox didn't have, and more people continuously went to gravitate towards PS4. Even with Resident Evil 2, you know, not too many people talked about the Xbox version, which clearly was the better version. It's like most people gravitated towards the PlayStation. And I think that's more because Resident Evil does feel like it's more at home on a Sony platform. I mean, mm-hmm. especially if you, you know, grew up with the history of Resident Evil. You're not trying to play Resident Evil with the Xbox 360 or Xbox One controller. It's always been a dual shot, you know, so mm-hmm. I can right. understand that. Um, it, it's just like all the other games that came out this year, and it just continuously, you know, pushed the PlayStation 4 of over 100 million um, units sold. And, you know, that, that was expected. And the other thing, I'm going to put this up right now. Um King David put, I don't think y'all can see it in the, in the YouTube chat, but I'm going to put it up right here. Uh, he put, as expected, I ain't going to say much about Anthem, but definitely Google Stadia. They both died as quickly as arrived. Google Stadia is one of the biggest flops in gaming history. Probably worse than the Virtual Boy. And I, yes. mm. I don't even think you, Bills, I, I think you were young when the Virtual Boy came out. I heard um, of it. I know, I know DJ was around, and we, when the Virtual Boy came out, we thought it was so cool. We saw the uh, commercials, and probably like two weeks later, we heard nothing about that shit. It was over. You know what's funny? What was better than that was, um, I mean, not a better flop, but, you know, what was a better rendition of something you could do virtual reality-wise? This is why Nintendo kind of led the way on this. I forgot. It was, you had the Power Glove, and yep. you had the... Uh, the one where you could, uh, you didn't need a glove. You just had this setup, and whatever uh, quadrant you hit would correspond. Like you play Mike oh, Tyson's yeah, Punch yeah, Out yeah, with yeah. this. Was, you talk about you, the, you talk about the little the double screen thing with the red yes. and black cross. Yep. Yeah, I can't remember yep. the name of that. Yeah, but you know what though? That was a flop, but that was more of a niche type of device. That's probably why. But it worked though, because you could use it in Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Yeah, you could use it in, in uh, Track and Field. This is crazy. Yeah, because it's like, um, like if you ever, I mean, I'm pretty sure most people here would know. Like, if you ever want to hear about the history of the Virtual Boy, you can always go to the gaming historian. He he did a really good job on. I mean, it was like the next big thing, and all of a sudden, in like a month later, nobody was talking about it. I mean, you can also talk about the 32X. The 32X was about as bad. Um, even though the 32X came out with quality games, it was just too much to put on a Genesis. It was just it was adding on too much shit. But Google Stadia has to be the worst out of all of them because nobody's talking about Google Stadia. Nobody's even, you know, even Google themselves. You don't see the ads on you. Nope. That's you don't even see the ads on their own platform <laughs> about this anymore. 
that's how bad it is. Um, I don't know. It's just I'm trying to think of anything. Anthem. People played Anthem for a while, and it wasn't too bad as a game. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. Before you continue, is this this supposed to be the moments that you're proud of, not disappointments? Because you're naming. No, this is as expected. These are what yeah, as expected. Oh. Yeah. No, yeah, this was as expected. I expected Google Stadia to, to flop, and I expected mm. PlayStation 4 to continue to soar. But and I think Anthem wasn't that bad of a game. It's just, I just think, I don't uh, I don't know what happened to that game because it didn't seem like a bad game, but um, mm. Google Stadia has to like to be the worst flop. I, I, I'm trying to, I can't think of anything else, um, but as far as that's expected, that goes for me. Um, if anybody else got anything really quick, y'all can um, add to that. In the meantime, we can take this time out to actually go with Bill's um, assertion to ask about a couple of things throughout this decade. Because not only that the year is over, this entire decade is over. So I'll let you do that real quick while if anybody in the chat want to talk about what they expected as far as um, this uh, this uh, year. Yeah, because some of us are moving on to our fifth decade. I know, right? We're getting up there, bro. Yeah, um... I mean, I just like if you could name two or three things like sports wise that you most remember, like whether it was a trend that started happening or a specific team that was synonymous with their league for the decade or a player that was synonymous. Like, give me just three things in general that you would take away from this decade. Um, hmm. Cause I pretty much have my three, so I can get y'all going if you want me to. Uh, throw I'm mine out. Think, um, I would like to think if if I, I'm gonna throw one sports thing, and I'm going back to the Capitals for them winning the most, having the most points and the most wins in this decade, and mm. also having the most Presidents trophies. Now they didn't, of course, they only had that one Stanley Cup, but that just you know to adds on top of it to have the Stanley Cup in, in 2018. But to finish number one in points in in win points and number one in wins, I, I definitely like that. That was that was good. Two Madden failed another generation. Mm-hmm. That right there, I'm like the fact that you're starting to see people just literally I'm like they're they're they they getting their sales. That that's that's can't argue that. But as far as people realizing that this game ain't shit, there are more and more people that are realizing that this game, this generation, has definitely failed, and it's failed again in this decade. Like it started failing towards the tail end of the decade prior. So. Um, especially compared to the other games that have deep modes and they have the gameplay to match. And I remember talking to Rex about this, but not really directly talking to Rex, but I tweeted something. I was like, the game needs to be more balanced. And I ain't just talking about gameplay first. You know, that was a, that could be another disappointment amongst itself is that those people that led us to believe that gameplay first was the way you had to go. Obviously don't know what they're talking about because if you balance the game out and you have gameplay, you have your modes, and you and you and you have your online all prioritized at the same rate, you'll have a good game. 
but don't unbalance it by like, oh, it has to be gameplay first before anything else. No, gameplay modes online. You're one third, two thirds, and you're three thirds right there. Right. That should have been it. But, right, but got, Madden failing. I got my son with me, so you might hear him in the background. Gotcha. Oh, no, he's a little under the weather today, so you might hear him sneeze a little. Uh, I hope he feels better. Yeah. I think yeah. Be fine. Um, what was the question again? So just three takeaways you have from this generate um from this decade, either sports gaming or sports. I mean, I, I'm 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 with uh, DJ with that. It's like um. You're looking from 2010 to 2019, uh, like we're talking about what Madden 09. Mm-hmm. Man, is actually that... no, we're talking. Oh, you're well, talking. About 20... yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. just saying, if you look at, I'm just saying, if you're looking at the decade of Madden, you said Madden failed. I'm like, you're looking at from 2010 to 2019. Yeah, and he's like, you, you start with Madden 09. Not, it was just a bumpy road up and down. Like the game got better. Game got, and I'm not talking about anything from prior to Madden. 09 to 12. I'm just talking mm-hmm. about like this generation. Like you saw things when it got better, then you saw some things when it got worse. And like it's not even about the game getting bad or is it getting good. It's just that all these changes that happen mid-season that when you have a good game and then a patch messes something up and then you know you have people like Bills who do sliders, you have people who do their own type of adjustments. They constantly have to continuously need to do that. It should never be the case of us doing that. You know, if the game is what it is, make these gamers be, you know, make them adapt to the game instead of you adapting to the gamers. Yeah, you got people like me that wind up dropping the game and don't even go back to it. Like when I go to play NHL, Madden is right next to it. I just go right past that motherfucker and uh, and go to NHL. This is my thing is like I I try to do a Dynasty series on it. And the problem is just that the – the franchise mode just feels so stale and they just yeah, give it has more nothing. To, they give the more attention to other modes and my last draws when they gave attention to that superstar KOs like this is yeah. a mode that this is a mode that just came in and is getting more attention to a mode that y'all had since y'all were way back on PlayStation 1 probably even further than that that's when I was done it's like that right there is just Anybody around here talking about CFM movement and all this other stuff, you just got slapped in the face. Like, yeah, that times. that that whole thing is dead. Yeah, it, as it, far it, as I'm concerned, because it, it's just it, like it, I don't even see, you. Do you even see hashtag CFM movement anywhere? Like, Why it's not even it? a thing anymore. You got like people like Shopmaster playing mutt. So it's just like exactly. whatever. Exactly. So I mean, that's one. Um, two. My takeaway: I do like. And, and this might sound like an oxymoron what we talked about earlier. I do like the fact that the NFL was somewhat forced to make the game safer because you had a lot of people who was dealing with CTE and having real problems after football. Um, I, I do like that change. I mean, I'm not a big fan of just, you know, t- you know, this little touch, quote unquote, touch football on certain players now. Mm-hmm. But I am more, you know, I am happy that these players are going to be able to actually live their lives outside of the game. And uh, that's my second. Uh, the third one, I can just say with gaming in general, um, I think gaming has gotten better, even with the microtransaction situations. Gaming has gotten more accessible to people because everybody don't have to grow up being like me and having all these damn consoles here to play certain games. Me, I'm just a nerd and a purist, and I like to play these games, but you can go back and play like the Genesis collection on the PlayStation 4. Like right now, they have the Castlevania and the uh, Contra 
um, collection on PlayStation 4, or you got a lot of other retro games that we played back in the day or on PC or Xbox One. I do like that. So now it's more accessible where people can, can play these games and don't have to be, you know, like me. Now, my thing now is, I mean, not only that, when you look at these mini consoles, you know, people who grew up playing with these consoles, they can buy these little mini consoles for $40, $50, $60, and they can play the games from their childhood. They don't have to worry about going to a retro game store, which, you know, that that's my safe haven. I love going there. But you don't have to go there to actual, actually, you know, get those type of games. So I think as far as games go, gaming, mm-hmm. I think this decade has been really well to it because prior to 2010, it was like, look, you had a 360 or OG Xbox or a PS2, and if you had a fat PS3, you were good. But now other games are, like, way more accessible, you know, especially, like, with the Switch now. The Switch is bringing back even Dreamcast games on their platform, and I think that is, like, absolutely great. So um, I, oh. I think those are my three. So I, I have five. I was only supposed to have three, but there were two that I kind of had to add. Um, the first one to me, when I think about sports has to be LeBron James only because of the transformation we've seen throughout the decade. Um, he came into the decade with a shaky jump shot and honestly, shaky confidence, to be honest. Um, he made a move to Miami that wasn't very popular at all. And pretty much the entire world was cheering against him and he faltered the very next year. He bounced back. He won a ring. The next year after that, he uh, exercised a demon that had beat him before in 07, swept him even, uh, in the Spurs. And then 2014, you know, he made it back. He lost. But then that's when he left Miami He went to Cleveland, which just created a whole new story for him going back to Cleveland. He got a ring there. Now he's in L.A. They're still competing for championships. So just looking at his dominance – over the course of this decade, it's amazing to look at. He's had, um, I believe, two MVPs in this decade. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been, uh, what, first team All-NBA damn near every year. Um, just just dominance, honestly, just dominance. Well, that and being to eight consecutive championship. Eight consecutive championship appearances, and I think, like, a good six or seven of those, he pretty much led both sides in all uh-huh. statistical categories. I mean, right. you know, the list just goes on and on, but just the dominance, I, you can't really talk about this decade in sports without talking about him. The other person, of course. What's going on, oh, What's go- going on to I didn't even see him in the chat. What's going on, man? He's another, like I said earlier, he comes to the Twitch stream and Definitely. hang out. Hey, what's up, man? Um, The other guy has to be Tom Brady. Um, Tom Brady... His level of dominance in this era, I mean, five Super Bowl. Well, no, four, three Super Bowls. Uh, yeah, one against Seattle. He had one against um, Atlanta, and he had the last one against the Rams. So three Super Bowls. Uh, I think he grabbed a couple MVPs in this decade. Just pure dominance, consistency, um, seemed to get better every year. Um that's with talent and without talent, quite frankly, throughout this decade. There's been years where he has had really no talent. There's been other years where he's had a wealth of talent. So um, Tom Brady has to be on that list. And then I get to another trend, which was positionless basketball and analytics taking over basketball. 
Oh, wow. Um, You know, now you barely see any centers, any true centers. I mean, you have three or four out there, but, you know, back in the 80s and even the 90s, every team really had a center they could throw the ball into and you can get a bucket. It's not like that anymore. Uh, You damn near don't have power forwards. You got small forwards playing power forwards now. The other thing is analytics taking over basketball, telling teams that the mid-range jump shot is not a good shot to take. That's pretty interesting to me. Um, The fact that, you know, analytics are telling teams, you know, take a three instead of a mid-range jump shot. It's a higher percentage shot. It's just interesting to see how, you know, teams are looking at basketball these days as opposed to how they used to. So that's another one. Um the fourth one is something that DJ just touched on. Sports gaming sliders and ratings edits matter more than ever right now. Um, I didn't touch sliders when I was a kid. I didn't. I didn't have to. These games came out balanced and sim. They were made for us. Nowadays, if you wait for these dudes who clearly half the time don't know what the fuck they're doing to make roster edits, you're going to be disappointed. Um, if you wait for them to fix the game that you can see potential in, you're going to be disappointed. So in this day and age where the sim gamer is pretty much, you know, extinct an afterthought yeah. and afterthought and, and pretty much going extinct, you really need those sliders and roster edits. So that's another takeaway. Um, and the last one is Aaron Rodgers went this whole decade with one ring. Damn. Now, I, for one, did not believe that would happen. I thought that he would at least have another one in this decade. But, I mean, one ring. Now is the beginning of the decade. That's pretty interesting. No doubt he's been one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but just looking at this whole decade, it's like, damn, Aaron Rodgers has one ring for this entire – Yeah. Okay. My son yeah, it's was just like on, he was beating up with my headset, and all of a sudden I couldn't hear nothing. Oh no, you could. <laughs> but yeah, the fact that Aaron Rodgers has is pretty much gonna make it out of this decade with one ring is oof. Man. I would like no, to I, see I, the I'm stats. I'm not surprised about that. I mean, because it's a team sport. I mean, he could throw no, no, I've... touchdowns, and if the defense can't do shit, it's not his. No, fault. but it's not in it. No, no, it's not an indictment against him. It's just looking at how this decade started. You would think that he would escape this decade with more than one ring it just seemed like that's how it was trending just like i was going to ask you about the falcons um i am honestly surprised that the falcons made it out of this decade without a ring without one (laughs) i know you're not but looking but looking at the talent you you forgot we we won 14 14 division titles with the Braves and got one super um, one Whoa. World Series in the 90s. I, I feel you, bro. So, saying... I mean, if you're an Atlanta fan, you're used to this. Not you, can't, you, you, can't saying... joke, you can't joke on us about stuff like that. Where you no, can't... no, I know, but it's not even – no, it's not even joking. It's just like it's like dead serious. Like I'm looking at Atlanta. I'm just like all the talent that the Falcons had, I just thought they would have gotten one. Mm-hmm. But that's – it's interesting. So – yeah, I mean, let me look at a couple of these. Um, Fire Emblem. Hmm. You know, it's probably not anyone else's game, but Fire Emblem's comeback. Fire Emblem was close to getting canned in the beginning of this decade, and now the newest one is the best selling in the series. I have never gotten a Fire Emblem. My nephew loves that game, and he talks very highly of it. So I was th- thought about getting a new one, but I wanted to go back and get a couple of them too, but 
It's not. It's, I don't think it's a game that I would want to get into, but I've heard it was really good. Um, look at a couple of these other ones. Um, big disappointment. Ravens Nation said EA ruining every game they touched. Uh, mm-hmm. I ain't gonna say every game, but probably say about ninety percent. Battlefield Four is still the goat. Well, anything that came out of EA that turned out good, obviously, it was the studio, right? That I, kept I it from that. the 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 suits. But except for Battlefield Five, Battlefield Five that got the suits' attention, and yeah, you saw yeah. that. Yeah, King David also says indie gaming is really taking over this decade, or just smaller studios, games like Hellblade, Cuphead, and those other like yeah, Bloodstain is another great one. Bloodstain is really good. Yeah, I know you agree too, don't you? You gonna you gonna make me clap my hands? Okay. All right. Okay. He he grabs my thumbs and claps my hands for me now. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that I mean, uh, yeah. I think the smaller studios have really. And the thing about smaller studios, I like the smaller studios that actually do, um, like thirty-two bit, eight bit, sixteen bit games on these type of you know consoles, because now you can really see what they're capable of because. Now you can see that the limitations aren't there from a Super Nintendo or a Sega Saturn. Like you have like this really powerful console that can give you the actual full-fledged amount of power with an older game like that. Um, so and I know it's kind of like an overkill, but you get the best of the best when you run a 2D game like that. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to see what else. Uh, I don't see anything else. Exactly. Ravens Nation... Um, Falcons not getting one is not a surprise. I agree. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, but if you told me halfway through this decade with all the talent that the Falcons had that they were gonna make it out of this decade without a ring to the point where teams that weren't even developed went and skated past them, I'm sorry, but I'm I mean, you're on the outside looking in. I mean, I, I get it, I get it. Um, hmm. Ravens Nation said Escape from Tarkov is made by Indie Company, if I'm correct. That game is fucking amazing, and I need to get it like ASAP. Escape yeah, from Tarkov I... is, is an amazing game. I and I'm almost getting to the point where I'm thinking it's better than Insurgency. That game is phenomenal. Yeah, I'm following this one guy who uploads uh gameplay from it and like the stories that he creates from it is crazy yeah i mean the the game is really good it's not even it's not on steam though you have to go to their website to get it so that Mm. i've been looking for it and i couldn't find i had to actually google it and it's on their website but um i'm i'm definitely feeling that i'm 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 probably going to get into that so but it's a lot to get into um so now what was the last topic we said we were going to do of our surprises for 2019. Um, anything surprised any of you guys as far as what has happened this year? <sighs> um, hmm. Uh, well, the Nationals one was a surprise. Um, yeah, I can see that, especially the way they like. It's kind of just steamrolled teams. It wasn't even like a, oh shit. Well, we made it out of that one. But it was like a fuck. <laughs> like they're like steamrolling teams. Like it was. It was crazy. So that right. that was that was definitely one. Um, you also got to look at the fact that you know when it got into the playoffs, they didn't really do anything until like the seventh to eighth inning. Yeah, it's like they were like, okay, we can play now. You know, it's late in the game. Let's start getting this comeback going. It's almost like they were so good that they had to challenge themselves. And a lot of people just didn't really know how good 
they were until the playoffs came and then they just really ramped it up. Right. Um, I may have only one that surprised me. I can't think of too many because I can't, I can't like, think of one either. I mean, yeah. I can't really think of one. Because as far as gaming, I don't have anything like real surprises. Um, my son's going to try to climb down the steps, and I'm going to have to get him. So, DJ, you go. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking a surprise was Resident Evil 2 to start the year, the remake. Hmm. I didn't think that game. I for a re, I, I played the original, and, I knew, and that was my all-time favorite game. But I didn't expect RE2 remake to be what it was. And that game, to me... Definitely deserved the nomination. I think it did get a nomination for Game of the Year. It, it obviously it wasn't it wasn't gonna win. I knew I knew it wasn't gonna win, but as far as like how good the game became, it's just like damn, it just replaced Resident Evil 2 as my all-time favorite uh survival horror game. I think I think Capcom did an amazing job of remaking that game. Um they they, they did an excellent job of just Putting that game back to where it used to be, and just up resing it, and remaking it, and remastering it—they did a little bit of everything to it for it to continue to be, for it to end up being a, a truly a masterpiece. And we all thought that Resident Evil Two was a masterpiece on PlayStation One, but mm-hmm. the you know this version is just as good, if not, you know, absolutely better. So um, well, yeah, I can see that being a surprise. Well, then, nobody then, that coming. Then One B was all the crying. Uh, people did with uh, Mr. X. Oh, I did, that wasn't a surprise to me. I was like, Wait, you, know, you got gamers out no, here crying about other shit. But here's the th- but here's the thing. It was just that, like, if you play Resident Evil Two, you knew you was going to encounter him. But the way it did it in the original PlayStation version, it was scripted. He would just show up here, and boom! If you could run from him or you can shoot him down, and that was it. But in this one, he was a constant presence. Once you got once you got to a certain part of the game, it's like you had to deal with it. It was like the game's way of saying you need to hurry the fuck up in these areas. You can you don't have it as uh as as good as you used to have it. This is right. a totally different game, and I can only imagine what the nemesis. Oh, nemesis! They think Mister X is a problem. Nemesis is gonna be a serious problem for them. And this man has a rocket launch. He may have a rocket launch. If we didn't, the trailer came out for their RE three remake, and I didn't see a rocket launch on. But they, did I'm pretty sure he will. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he will. Um, oh, let's see. I'm thinking number two, shocker, uh, was Toronto beating Golden State. I'm not gonna say Toronto beating Golden State. I was shocked by that. I'm not. I'm not gonna say that that was the shocker. But mine is along the lines of yours. No, I'm Mm -hmm. gonna let you finish. But yeah, it it was shocking that Toronto beat. They they beat them in the in the American Red Cross uniforms. They beat them that (laughs) way. And it was it was fitting because the Golden State Warriors players were just dropping like flies. So you need American Red Cross to save the day, and they did. They won a championship out of it. I have one more after VF. Mm-hmm. I, I, the only one I have is not just him beating the Warriors because I mean it wasn't a surprise that he won once I saw all those injuries. My main thing was the way that he led that team through the playoffs, like especially the 76ers. Oh, yeah, he hit that game that, winner. That was the big surprise for me throughout 2019 because I didn't think that not only that he was going to be able to do that, but the bring a championship to Toronto. Now, I mean. When I think of other things, I can't really think of nothing else outside of that. That was the biggest shocker to me. Um, 
that just surprised me the most because I, I just did not think that, you know, with his talent and as, as well as he plays basketball, I didn't think that they were going to pull it off and bring a championship to Toronto. So that mm-hmm. was for me. Um, I was going to say, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed No Man's Sky because DJ, DJ introduced me to it. And, you know, of course I was skeptical, but, you know, if y'all recommend a game, I'll definitely try it. So when I tried it, I was surprised at how much I liked it. Um, you know, I kind of picked it up at a time where a lot of other games were releasing that I wanted to play. So it didn't get as much play time, but when we did play, especially when we played co-op, it was it was fun. Mm-hmm. So that was. I, I, still, I still haven't touched that game yet. And the, and the timing of it, I'm like, if you would have touched it in 2016, you definitely would have been disappointed. Yeah, I'm like I still have the live stream from from opening day and or opening night, and yeah, that was yeah. part of the reason why I picked it up was when you told me that you know finally they put all the stuff in the game that was supposed to have been in there a long time ago. Shoot, so. now they have uh, they, their last update was a a a software app within the game where you can make beats. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> I was just like, what? That's, that's crazy. Yeah, that is. I mean, you okay. talk about comeback game of the decade. That could be one, that could be a potential. Oh yeah, that gotta man, be. Live you know. his ass off in 2016, and it's just taking it to the bank in 2019. I mean, like between right. that, between that, and you know, Battle for Four comes a distant second. I ain't gonna say close, but distant second because Battle for Four was horrible when it first came out. If we're talking but, about a series, you got to say Call of Duty as of late. Mm, oh, I don't you know, know, man. I mean, Modern Warfare is good, but Modern, War- Modern come- Warfare, I World War, of- I, I ain't gonna say comeback worthy. Modern Warfare, World War Two, those two, those two have brought that franchise back. I, I don't think the franchise ever went anywhere. Nobody liked nah, it. It, it went jumping down. around ass yeah, games. Yeah, everybody went. Down I mean, as far as quality, I think I think it was after that. Infinite Warfare. That's what yeah. I mean, like, as far as quality, whatever. I mean, it's. I, I'll say that's like a distant third, because I mean, to me, Call of Duty is just Call of Duty's just been ass ever since it came to the PS4, in my opinion. I mean, it, the PlayStation Three versions, Modern Warfare Three, Modern Warfare Two, the Black Ops One and Two, that's where it was. I mean, now I'm not, saying, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not saying that these games overall were bad games. It's just that I just don't think it ever got that good. Modern you know? Warfare 3 was probably fine offline, but online that game was abysmal and I turned it in within an hour. That game was ass. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another shocker to me was how poorly... I, I'm not going to say how poorly, how Microsoft poorly handled the Xbox uh, One release. And like, that's... Well, not just the release, but like... The lead up to it. But in general, the the whole the whole generation has been fucking. Yeah, I think I mean, this generation. You, you still can't record a video with fucking audio and post it on Twitter. And then on top of that, it's just like okay, you made you made a position to buy all these studios so they can uh, so they can become first party studios, but you still are not Oof. making the games to show off the power. Of the Xbox One, especially the Xbox One X, there was definitely wasn't no power to Xbox One because PS4 was clearly better than Xbox One. But when you got to the upgraded versions, Xbox One X was clearly better as far as performance mm-hmm. uh, than PS4 Pro. So it's just like you know, people over there in Microsoft at Xbox Land trying trying to figure out 
Well, why aren't they buying our console? Well, you're not kicking out any fucking games. Well, there's not only that. You know, you got developers now, even third-party developers, they're not using the power of these consoles. DJ, you know, back in the day when you had different consoles, developers would cater to that particular console. That's why you had oh, yeah. same. That's why you had same name, different game. You know what I'm saying? Say- did they had, say um, uh, with Madden you, uh, there was a graphical difference? Like, yeah, they, I mean, that was like the last time. Something. Oh yeah, and also one that of was the like the last time it happened. Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider when it went exclusive to Xbox, they had a different, had a had something that was. But I'm, but I'm saying that was the last time I yeah. really think about it. it. Happened when the 360 and the in the in the PS3 came out, and you had APF, you had Madden 08, you also had Red Dead Redemption. You had same game, you know, different. It was same name, different game to an extent because the thirty frames that Madden 08 was on PS3 was abysmal, and on 360 the game just ran better. Same thing with APF. Like that's the last time you. But I'm like, really, like back then, like you know, even with the PlayStation versus Saturn, you mm-hmm. you had the same game, but you could tell which ones were done differently. Like the 2D games for the Saturn was like amazing, but the 3D games for the Saturn was ass, and vice versa. PlayStation didn't do as good as Saturn on 2D, but they did really good on 3D. That's why, like, you get Resident Evil 1 for the PlayStation 1 and try to play it on the Saturn, totally different game. Tomb Raider for the Saturn, totally different. Or, or, but if you turn around and get Mega Man X4, Mega Man X4 was like the shit on Saturn compared to. The PlayStation NBA Jam Tournament Edition was like the shit on the Saturn, but it wasn't that good on PlayStation. It, 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 you don't see that anymore. Like with the Xbox One X, we should have seen where you know, like seriously, should have seen where uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 should have been running circles around the PlayStation 4 Pro version. I'm not just talking about oh, it's just running at 4K, so it's all good. No, you should have saw like like really good comparisons where it's like, oh shit, I need to get an Xbox. You know what I mean? It, 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 the, the third party developers are really the ones that are culprits in this because the first parties, you know, they do what they do for their consoles. It was always the third party differentiations that made you want to get that said consoles. I don't care what anybody say. It, just go back and look at Robocop versus Terminator. Go look at Aladdin when Aladdin was on P- I mean, on on uh, Super Nintendo versus Genesis, you know, it, it was just different back then, and mm. no developers do that anymore. In that right, baby? In that right? Yeah, I, I I just left you speechless, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Um, anything else before we go into twenty twenty? No, nah, that was it. All right, um, for 2020, definitely I am actually going to get on the ball. I actually got on the ball with a couple things already. I'm going to expand the podcast to other avenues. Um, I'm going to have to resubmit for Spotify, and I'm going to go ahead and do go in for Stitcher, Podbeam. I think Podbeam, I could do it myself, so I don't have to worry about that. And also, I'm going to try to do Google um, Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts similar to iTunes, so I shouldn't have an issue with that. I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> And um, that that's what I'm going with that. Also, um, if I can get the numbers up, and you know the numbers are okay on the podcast and I mean the, you know iTunes in, but if I can get more people to watch us live, 
Um, I really want to start a Patreon, but the Patreon will definitely be for, you know, upkeep of the podcast, other things I want to do. It's not necessarily, you know, these guys here are obviously going to get paid, but for, for my end, it's just going to be more things that I want to do with the podcast, just investing back into first and frame rates. So that's what I want to actually want to work, work on as well for 2020 is actually get a Patreon. But I don't want to start a Patreon when I only get, you know, 10, maybe 15 people in the podcast. So that's not on you guys at all. I, I just, we just, I, I'll just say we, but mostly me in general, just going to have to push the podcast a little bit harder so more people can listen. Mm-hmm. With that being said, um, we tried this before. I want to do this again. Uh, I do want to condense the podcast. Now, I know that sounds crazy. Oh, you want us to do a Patreon, but we want to condense the podcast. I want to condense it to a, a shorter time to where I know you guys will be more engaged to listen because I know when we get to that two-hour mark, people's eyes get heavy. That 15, that 10, 12 listenership goes down to like four and six. And people have lives, and I understand that. And I look at the analytics as well. A lot of people don't really look, listen to the last hour. So, well, I didn't say hour. I say the last. They, most people listen to the first hour and 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's based on what I've seen in the analytics. And um, and on top of that, I want this podcast to be where anybody who goes to work, they, they can enjoy their commute. They can listen to the full episode throughout their full commute. And don't have to worry about missing anything or having to go back to listen to us later when they get to work or, or at home or they're on their way back home. Because at some point, you may forget. Once you get to work, you got other things you got to do. You don't have. You, you may never get back to that back end of the podcast. And I think that's another reason why when people do listen to the pot, you trying to tell them better than I could? Uh, well, when people do listen to the podcast, not the live side, but when they listen to it afterwards, there's another. I think that's another reason why it drops off because after that first hour, most people will probably take their commute, they go to work, they never get back to the podcast. So, with that being said, they're going to be a little bit more structured within the podcast, so more people can feel like it's more user friendly to them, so more people could listen. Because, I, like I said, I know it's intimidating when you look at our podcast on YouTube and you see, you know, two hours and forty minutes. You're like, oh shit, I'm not listening. To all I got other things to do. I think it'll be more user friendly if you see an hour and ten, or maybe in some cases, depend on, especially with this part of the season about to start out the football, might not be that much to talk about. Maybe you'll see a forty-five minute episode. It'd be a lot easier for a lot of people. They don't have to worry about feeling intimidated about listening to the whole two hours. So, um, but like I said, those are the things I want to work on. Um, I may want to do more um, special podcasts, maybe like on a Sunday, especially because there's no football going to be coming up soon. Um, mm-hmm. So it give us an extra episode. So that kind of compensates for us not being on the whole two hours. So um, I don't know if these guys will be on board. The doors are always open if they do want to come on like every, you know, third or every one Sunday out of the month. We'll just do a little extra episode or whatever. Um, so uh, not only that, definitely the the clothes, the, the apparel. Uh, I want to do some lanyards with our with, with first and frame rates on it. A lot of things I want to do. It's just I, I just haven't been able to get that off the ground. I know I've been saying about the clothes and stuff because, but this little man right here, he takes up my time. He definitely takes up my money. 
And I, I just haven't been able to be creative to actually go and do a, a deal with us, you know, a couple of stores that I've been talking to to actually get that stuff up off the ground because I'm not going through Teespring. I'm not going through a third party. Everything's going to be independently done. So we can, we, all three of us can reap the benefits 100% of getting what, what we get uh, of the revenue that we get on a back end. Because I think Teespring takes out like almost 65%. I'm like, you oh, go God. broke. Yeah, you go broke, man. Yeah, you, you wonder why Weapon World don't talk about them t-shirts and shit no more. They, they take out so much. <laughs> man, I mean, it's not a knock on them. I mean, because, you know, more power to you when you're making moves. But who want to make moves when somebody taking out that much money? I mean, there was. Mm. I was told like some people were making like, like these shirts are like nineteen ninety nine, and they're only getting like six dollars off each shirt. I'm like, oh fuck that! I'm not doing that. Yeah, you had to go broke trying to like not literally go broke, but you had to go for broke to sell a whole bunch of t-shirts just to really, and you still not really making ends meet. Right, you know, so, it's like I'm not doing like if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it where it's gonna be all me. I'm gonna do it that way. And so these guys that are here on the podcast, they can get the the cold benefits of getting, you know, rewarded for you guys opening your guys your your pockets to wear our logo out and show other people, so more people could come through and listen to us and you know download the podcast or subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast avenue you go to. So um, as far as twenty twenty, that's where that goes. Um, Anything else outside of that, you know, I'm going to be gaming. I'm pretty sure, you know, DJ's going to be doing the same thing. Bill's going to pull the Apex on us. He don't have any games, so I guess he's just going to be talking shit on Twitter. So Pretty much. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, it, 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 I want this podcast to expand. And I know I haven't done a good job. My son was born in January of 2019. He, and to be honest, this is, you know, this is the real big He's the real big accomplishment of 2019 for me, outside all this other stuff I've been talking about. And it's been a it's it's been a ride with having him and learning how to be a parent and learning with my wife because we we've been working hard to be parents. And to be honest, we're old parents. I mean, I'm 37, my wife is 38, and this is our first child. So it's 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 a it's a it's a ride. So it's just been a lot going on, and I think with 2020, we got this parenting thing down a little bit better, and I'll be able to work on this podcast and, you know, actually make it more than what it is now. I just I know I've been dropping the ball on promoting it. You know, I haven't been doing everything on that end, but like I said, as far as in the 2020, definitely going to be pushing that. So I thank all the listeners. I can't say enough how I think DJ and Bills were putting up with the times, and I've been late. Not doing the podcast, coming up with stupid ideas for the podcast. You know, these guys will roast me, but be patient at the same time. I, I just can't thank these guys enough. I, I have the best co-host, and I believe that. You know, we, we roast each other. We talk shit to each other. We we curse each other out, but it always comes back to you. We have respect for each other, and we come back the next episode and do the podcast. So um, that's far as what I'm trying to do for 2020. I can't. I don't have anything else to say about it. Uh, the floor is your. The floor is yours for you two, and whatever y'all want to speak on, y'all can go ahead. You sleepy? No, you sleepy. I'll let you go to sleep. Well, I look at it like this: like we, uh, this show has been running, what, two years, three? Mm-hmm. 
I'm it's like, about my, three years. With a, a six-month break in between, and with only you two guys starting it and then me joining on later, uh, we've been fairly consistent. We've been just been we've been steadily authentic <clears throat> throughout the whole process. Mm-hmm. I can't think of two other people I wouldn't do a show uh, with other than you two. I'm like, I remember I wanted to start, start up a podcast at one point, and mm-hmm. I had Pooh as my co-host. And oh, that goodness. was a one-time thing. Not but, nothing against Pooh, but man, that's... No, no, but here's, but here's no, the no, thing. No, it's nothing against what Pooh could be rough know, on the edges sometimes, though. You know what I mean? I know, but, you know, it, that... When we did that, when we were talking about just one particular topic, I, you know, I got my shots in. And he never really shot back at me. Which you two guys, I expect if I fire a shot, I expect a whole boatload of bullets to come flying my way because you guys don't back down, and that's and that's good because it presents a challenge. We challenge each other, we push each other, and that's the way it should be. And at the end of the day, like you said, VF, it's all about respect. And we respect each other at the end of the day. We can disagree, agree. We can have fights on air. But at the end of the day, we're not, there's not going to be a falling out. We pretty much have, have guaranteed that there's not going to be a falling out nah. with any of us. Because we know at the end of the day, it's nothing personal. Right. So, and... Also, I would take the time to thank the listeners that have been growing with us throughout this whole process. I know. And then also the special guests that have been through uh, NYKIA, B5, uh, the kid. Remember, he, he popped up when I was absent at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, need to, I need to get in touch with him. I need to talk to him about something. That man like, fell off the name. face of the earth. I figured he would reappear the moment the Eagles got back in the playoffs. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm you know. glad you pulled his. Uh, you said something. But you you brought his name. I need to call him. I need to ask him a few things. So I know. Looking forward to 2020, I would think we possibly pull some some guests that we probably wouldn't expect us to pull. Like, I'm like, shoot, Stixon is uh not doing anything currently. Mm-hmm. He may be doing something. Apparently, there's some some good news that I heard from Hollywood Sports, but I'm not. Now you you're gonna cite that that source i said i said from the beginning there may be see i was cautious <laughs> no maybe. i don't know how you say maybe when it comes to hollywood sports I was like well hollywood sports said this well, take it that's, that, well that's what when when shit goes down they'll go at him not me because mm. i saw it on his page not mine i didn't tweet anything but right Maybe we can pull some guests like Rex Dixon. Maybe shoot. Uh, listening to a bunch of these podcasts as a late from uh, David Jaffe, the creator of uh, God of War. <laughs> this man gets high and starts podcasting as the devil. So um, I, I'm with that. But my thing is, if I do that, I don't want to copycat somebody else's what they did already. You um, know what? At the end of the day, so he's been on like. I don't know how many other podcasts we've reported on stuff that everyone else has talked about. We've already passed that bridge a long time ago. No, I, I, I get what you're saying, but um, I'm just talking about just you know getting more guests and maybe drawing more eyes because of the guests. 
I got you. I got you. That's all. I'm like, and that's a thing. That's a copy and paste thing. Everyone does it. I'm like, we're trying to do this thing on our own. We're trying to grow. We're good, but we can be better. That's all I'm saying. I got you. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just echoing what y'all two said. I just want to thank everybody that has come through and stayed for pretty much the entire time that we've gone live. Um, you know, it was a process and it was something we just had to take the big step and do, but you know, everybody that's come in week in, week out, been here. That's just, that's dope. In 2020, we're obviously looking to expand. We're obviously looking to grow our audience. We're going to be making some adjustments, but, um, hopefully y'all stick in there with us through all that. And yeah, we're still going to be bringing y'all the same topics, the same honesty, the same realness. And, uh, yeah, I think 2020 is going to be a big year for more than one reason. I'll just keep it at that. Yeah, I'm with it, too. Um, chat, anything y'all got? Um, I see Tadal put in the chat. Said sounds good. He says he's excited for you guys in 2020 with the podcast and growth. I really appreciate that. Tadal has been a really big supporter. Um, shout out to uh, Jameis Thomas. I know he, uh, Jay Thomas, he's not here today, but he's always been a, a, a really good supporter on when we're live. King David, hey, Ravens. I mean, everybody who's here, absolutely. So, mm-hmm. definitely. So, anybody, y'all got anything before we um, close it out? Y'all want to add anything to the chat? And um, just let us know because I think we pretty much closed everything out as far as what we wanted to talk about. Um, definitely uh, going to be back here on Thursday with the episode. That's January 2nd. I think that's something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I know my individual channel has a couple of series going. I, like I said, I got my NHL 20 franchise going with with the blog and, and the updates. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, um I, I I did put up a blog, so that I'm back in that sort of sense. Well, that's and, good. Uh, the link is down in the description. You can check those <laughs> out. And um uh, and I still I you know I still had the state I had the nightmare edition going for like three episodes, technically four, but three, and it came to a tragic end. So season two is pre- I'm preparing that to be like a legacy, like with one of my legacy characters. For the next nightmare mode, but right now I'm still having fun with State of Decay too. So what you got, Bill? Trucking. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, DJ. No, you go. Yeah, I was just finishing. Um, yeah, just see y'all on the second. Yeah, we'll be back um tomorrow. Um, I know King David will be ready for this. I play FIU in my dynasty for uh. The NC State Dynasty, so I'm be looking forward to that. I'm you know what? Speaking tomorrow. of speaking of copy and paste, ever since she started streaming NCAA, whether it was 14 or 08, you 08. see other people start streaming. So you started something, man. I'm always starting something, you know. Because <laughs> you know, even back in the old virtual footballer channel, you know, you had a you started something. They, a particular person no always, you know, that. taking taking things that I did, but you know. We're not gonna, we're not gonna talk about that. Yeah, especially Mills. <laughs> right. Um, like I said, um, all of a sudden I got an NCAA fourteen. I'm like, no, you, you never did that before. <laughs> right. Um, like I said, uh, I'm gonna play NC State on Wednesday. I'm gonna probably put up another video 
that video is going to be the practice session for my Oakland Raiders dynasty, and I'm going to play that game on Friday. So it'll probably be like tomorrow. I'll probably put the video up for the – no, tomorrow would be the um, the live stream for the NC State game. Thursday in uh, uh, after, um, probably – the morning or the midday, I'll probably put the practice up for the Oakland Raiders game, um, practice for the Oakland Raiders game, and we'll do the podcast on Thursday. And Friday, it'll probably be the stream for it. More likely, be the stream for the Oakland Raiders. So that's what um that's the plan for that. Now Saturday, I'll probably end up finishing Modern Warfare Three on stream, and I'll probably get to another game um, on that. Um, I kind of want to do Medal of Honor. To another shooter that I like is either that or um, I'll probably dwell into another game on PC. So um, once again, we can't thank you guys enough. Ten guys in here watching. You know, some people want to poo-poo on that and think that, you know, we're, you know, we ain't making numbers, but that's fine. You know, they, they can continue to hate and watch us in cognito mode because you know they're watching now. But that's another story for another day as well. Um Happy New Year to everyone. I hope yeah, everything works out for you guys. Um, yes, uh, New Year, just because you may not do resolutions or anything, just take the time to challenge yourself for the New Year. It, it, it will help no matter how you know you feel, how insignificant it is. Just make a change because you are getting older, and as you get older, you get, you're get you supposed to get wiser. As you get wiser, you should be able to make a change for yourself and others around you. Yeah, well... Some people get older in this community and then they just start to suck at Madden even more. So, mm. not only that, they probably just do the same thing over and over again, but right, their, de- their yeah. definition of insanity, <laughs> right? Happened All right, it's Colts um, fans, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, y'all, we see y'all Thursday. No <laughs> 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 All right, I'm back, right? Yeah, you made it back. Yeah, okay, because my, my son pulled the plug on, on my head. <laughs> he pulled it at the right time. Yeah, he pulled it too. Um, Yeah, so you can see us back here on Thursday, or you can catch me on Twitch. The link is down in the description. I'll be there doing my NC State Dynasty tomorrow. And uh, until then, guys, see y'all guys next time. Peace. Peace. And Washington National Mystic Champions. <laughs>